So I'm going to talk about uh, product lifecycle philosophy. I took some inspiration from Indian mythological and spiritual aspects. Um, first question, how many of you know this product lifecycle? I think it's quite traditional. Pretty much waterfall in a way. You introduce something, it grows, matures at some point, and starts declining. How many of you know this one? So if you have read the book Lean Startup, Yes, uh, with the speed of software development happening in recent years, this iteration, the iterative product life cycle is very much important. To start building, measuring, and learning, and with the data we are also getting from software development or software uh, as fast as possible, we can analyze them and we can learn as fast as possible. So this iteration process works. However, there are some problems here. Before we start building, we have to consider something. What is that? Uh, in Indian philosophy or mythology, uh, there are three main kind of gods or lords, how do you say it? Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. They act as one. It's called Trimurti. It's three form as one. Brahma is the creation, uh, like the god for creation. He is the creator. Vishnu is the preserver. And Shiva is the destroyer. I would rather say a transformer. <laughs> and um, the, the good part here is that they all three act as, uh, in, in, as one, like as a same kind of entity. So the balance given to all three uh, concepts, like creation, maintenance, and uh, destruction, they are all equal, like they are balanced. Uh, in the creationism aspect, um, there is one very important thing is that um, in India we say like all plants and animals, they are just material form put into uh, like uh, into uh, kind of body with consciousness or intelligence. And we call this Chaitanya. It's a Sanskrit word called Chaitanya, which literally means pure consciousness or intelligence. Similarly, in product, Product is just a piece of software code or a hardware material unless you put intelligence or consciousness into it. And so, it's very important that before you start building your product, you validate it. You put intelligence into it, you put consciousness into it, then it will become a product which you can sell. Now, how do we validate? There are three main aspects. Uh, I'm not going to go into the detail. The idea of this is that you remember this as a product life cycle philosophy and you apply that. You remember whenever you start developing a new product or a feature, you consider these aspects that validate your ideas or hypothesis with a proper user research or behavioral data that you have. On the business side, you make sure that you gather enough market insights, also do competitor analysis, find alternatives, see how you are good or how your solution is better than others or how it can be better. So the value proposition, again, is very important to us. And at the same time, you make sure that from technical aspects, you have the feasibility, also the time to market, all this analysis done as well at, on, alongside all uh, user and business aspects too. I want to give you an example. Um, this uh, new product development, development roadmap that I just uh, like I started like working on. 
And right now we are in the development phase, but what we did, it's an internal product, so what we did, like, the, we started with comprehending the situation. We made, made sure that we have uh, enough insights, qualitative and quantitative, from user interviews, from the surveys and the interviews that we have conducted. We also made sure that from the business point of view, we have enough proper vision and purpose that we want to solve, kind of a value proposition, and also gathering insights, data from data from market as well, from competitors. And by running a design sprint, we ran for one week, we aligned all this uh, user as well as business aspects together. Of course, then later, the normal product and UX flow uh, followed with the concept and prototyping, uh, user stories, etc. And at some point, we made sure that we have done the usability test to find out is there any issues with the user experience, etc. in the concept, and we changed it. So before we started actually developing, we made sure that we also have all these things figured out along with the technical feasibility of the features that we were planning to develop. So just to uh, give you an idea, so this validation phase, it took, uh, I think, two months, uh, all in all, in a way, from start to finish, but it gave a very good uh, kind of a backing uh, to the development that we wanted to do with the product. Let's move to the next phase. Vishnu is the preserver, or the one who maintains the world. And he comes to the world, he's just a metaphysical form in Indian mythology, and he comes to the world with 10 different avatars in different times. You can just consider or you can compare it with the evolution theory, actually. So you can see first he comes as a fish, then amphibian, then wild boar, lion, dwarf man, man living in the jungle, man fighting society, man living in the society, etc. Similarly, what happens in product as well, after you launch it, that you have to start evolving. So product starts evolving, and you have to uh, make sure that you do that with all the iterations and experiments. So that's the next phase. And here, the build, measure, learn cycle is very helpful to improve, to iterate and experiment as fast as possible, gather insights, and then learn from it. So this is a step two of the maintenance or kind of the uh, product evolution that happens after you launch it. It's very important that here as well you identify the problem, not just start building, but identify the problem you want to improve or experiment with, set the KPIs, and make sure that uh, you define and execute the problems afterwards. Of course, if you have multiple problems, you prioritize them, and then analyzing, improving, again, the cycle continues. So, again, I'm repeating myself, it's like identify the problem, define it, set the KPIs, and then execute the problem or experiment or iteration that you do. Another example with this stage as well. Um, this is a gender search in uh, one of the, the Zalando mobile apps. It's an Android app example that I'm giving here. So some years ago, we had this uh, first uh, version of the app that we launched. Here we had all the genders presented, and you can just swipe and change the gender, like man, women, children, like kids, and you can have these uh, categories as well as the campaigns that we were running. However, we saw the problem that it doesn't cater to personalization. And so we wanted to make sure that we, when we conducted user tests, they were like, yeah, we are confused. I'm a man. Why am I uh, 
uh, taken to women page, I am not interested, etc. So we identified this problem. We said the KPI is okay. We want to improve this click-through rate from uh, from the search to uh, the item details page. Next thing, what we did, we uh, made sure that we moved this gender selection to uh, to the menu, and we asked users on onboarding that hey, choose your gender. You will get personalized campaigns and categories, and here uh, was the first iteration that we did. Then we started experimenting with different kind of uh, uh, tags as well as images. And very, like, uh, also on the search, we made sure that we select the gender first for the users and then if they want to change it. Because sometimes moms were searching for, uh, for fashion for their kids. And that was uh, also one of the reasons why we made sure that with the experiments, we improved this KPI that we set for the problem. So we saw, uh, for example, 12.3% increase uh, in click-through rate um, from this version to this version when we started with the experiments um, and improved uh, the gender search on the apps. The last stage is the destruction. Uh, well, destruction is a negative word, but actually it's more of a destruction so that a new, better thing takes replacement of the evil. And that's where Shiva comes into the picture. Shiva is the destroyer of evil so that a new thing can, new, better thing can take replacement of it. So in a way, he's a transformer. And that's the next step uh, in the, this uh, kind of new product lifecycle philosophy. The transformation is also important. It doesn't happen really often. But you have to make sure that while you are iterating and experimenting with your product or a feature, you have to, uh, at some point, you have to decide whether you have to kill the feature, learn from it, reflect upon it, and then build a new one or improve it in a radical manner. And that's what I call transformation or transform phase. As I said, very important, like you, when you learn, uh, when you are in the learning phase of this iteration or product evolution, you make sure that you measure impact and the value every time you iterate or experiment. You also make sure that what's the complexity that you build uh, for the product or feature you build, and does it make sense? So basically a cost-benefit analysis that you have to do with that. Comparing the impact and value against the complexity of the effort. It's a classic product management. And then the reflect part is also important that with the KPIs and the components that you build, which KPIs worked well, which components did well, take them, which didn't work well, throw them out, and improve which worked well. So that's the next thing, the transformation, where again, you take the good things, you validate them again, rebuild it. So this cycle continues. As I said, like after the transform, you make sure that you again revalidate and then start iterating and improving. It doesn't take much time. I mean, with the product or feature you already launch, you also already have some ideas, so you can revalidate much faster with the user tests, uh, etc. All right. So again, an example for this phase as well. Um, also from Zalando, actually. Uh, this, uh, there was this feature we launched, we called the Style Shaker, 
And this uh, was, uh, was for the problem that a lot of users uh, were asking in the feedback that, hey, we want to see the outfits. We want to get the recommendations for outfits. So what we did first was uh, like, OK, you shake your phone, you get five different kind of clothes, uh, clothing items, which suits like okay, pants so for the lower body, for the upper body, shoes, etc. But it was kind of really random selection that you get. So we found out that, okay, we learned from it, and we reflected and we saw that, okay, people like the outfits, so they want to buy maybe one or two out of them, but uh, the overall, the outfit that we are representing doesn't make really sense. So we asked, we went to the user, we asked them, and they said, okay, uh, we want to see the outfit for a particular item that we are interested in. So we went to the next, so we killed that. We went to the next um, feature called Style Bubble. So you can actually um, like drop an item and then it creates kind of your own style or outfit out of it. And it's basically um, a recommendation algorithm behind it, which uh, selects different items based on the item you have chosen and uh, then presents the style. However, the technical complexity, especially three years ago, Doing this with the kind of minimum lovable product we wanted to launch was too high with the benefit that it provided. So again, we went to the users, taking, making sure that the KPIs that worked well here, we uh, took, the, uh, took them, and then we improved it with this feature called Shop the Look, where we made sure that if you are on item details page, and if a model like this one, is wearing uh, this full dress. Doesn't matter if you are just looking for the pants, but then you can like scroll down and you can find the complete look and look for it. So the visual, so we took this manual curation with, uh, combined with the uh, recommendation algorithm, and those two components now coming together is working really well for us. So as I said, we learned in each stage we decided to kill uh, the features which were not working. We took the good things out of it, and then we improved it to uh, feature our product, which is working well. Again, every time we went to the users, we made sure that we have enough data points uh, for the KPIs that we wanted to measure, and we took the good things, good components out of it, improved it to the next uh, feature. So, to come back to the whole life cycle again, build, measure, and learn, it's very good, perfect. Uh, for the iteration, product iteration, product evolution, and experiments, it works really well. Building fast, measuring it, learning from it. However, please make sure that you validate. It doesn't take much time, even for like entire new product, it took us like two months. So it doesn't take much time, but it's very valuable. It just reduces the risk of failure. So make sure that you put enough intelligence, consciousness into your product before you start building it by validating it with users, business, and technical aspects. With the build, measure, and learn, iterate and experiment. Again, define the problem, set the KPIs, analyze and improve. And lastly, make sure that things which are not working out for you Take the good things out of it, throw the bad things away, transform into something new, revalidate, rebuild, 
same cycle continues. So this is a new continuous approach to the product lifecycle. Hope you guys liked it. Thank you very much.